Hi guys, I'm Jochie Mainz. And I'm Adrian Skippers. And welcome to Music Matters. So for tonight's episode, we decided to do a tribute to the late Aretha Franklin. I honestly don't know a lot about Aretha Franklin, but luckily uh, I have a, a, good, a very good teammate and his <laughs> wife who does a lot of research before our uh, recordings. I am just going to, like always, come in from a worldly perspective. But before we do that, we want to invite you guys to engage with us and communicate with us on our social media platforms. So the cool thing is we actually got a couple of requests for this month's episodes. And uh, that's the type of thing that we welcome. We welcome you guys, the listeners, our audience, to engage with us, to make requests. So go and check us out on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter and um, leave us some comments. Start a, c- a conversation with us and also leave us some requests. Yeah, definitely, Adrian. It's, it's really great to hear feedback, even if it's, if it's some constructive criticism yeah. on things that we could could better in the episodes Mm. and also it's always obviously nice to hear if if something is enjoyable and if the people actually liked what we were doing through the episodes thus far Mm. we have a ton of of new content that we want to do in this month and and we're really excited about this and it's thanks to some of the people that actually requested ideas for for new episodes and so on that that really makes us excited to to continue to do this yes definitely but Getting back to tonight's episode, we our topic is Aretha Franklin. Yes, uh, who recently passed away, and uh, we 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 plan to share a couple of her biggest hits with you guys, mm. and obviously just a little bit of background on Aretha and the career and her career as a as the queen of soul soul music. Yes, yeah. uh, she was in the '60s already. Uh, she was dubbed the queen of soul, one of the greatest vocalists of all time. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely, I think, in my opinion, uh, and a lot of other people's opinion, probably the greatest female vocalist that ever lived. Mm. She had such an amazing, strong vocal range and uh, wide vocal range. And her songs was really well-written, lyrically well-written as well. She had great producing behind her as well and and great mentors Mm. and people that she worked with that, um, that helped her to perfect her art. And, yeah. and and you can hear it in her music as well. Definitely. So I think the cool thing is, Yochi, little did we know when we recorded the episode of uh, the 1960s, it was the decade of the mm. 1960s pop music that just a couple of weeks later, Aretha would pass away. Yeah. So we already touched on some of her music. Uh, so there they might be a little duplication, mm. but we we wanted to really zoom in on her and what she did for music in her career definitely yeah and and i mean if i if i can start out with with a little bit of history regarding where she came from and so on and we really want to do this as a as a tribute to her even though we don't know her personally obviously and she didn't know us personally we just have a a lot of respect (laughs) for what she's (laughs) what she's done and a lot of yeah yeah, for what she's done in in her life and she's really an artist that i feel will like a lot of the other artists that that has passed away recently and that are legendary artists in the industry their music will will live on way past their passing she's definitely 
part of that group of of select artists that will live on forever in her music and people will continue to listen to her music for a long time definitely yeah so i want to just start out a little bit on history about aretha her father was a preacher uh, later on, he became a very popular preacher, actually, where a lot of celebrities went to his church and, and so on as well. And her mother was, was a singer and a piano player as well. So she definitely got a lot of her influence from her parents because she started at an early age to sing in the church as well. Mm. With a, As I think with a lot of the, the singers that we, that we know whose parents were preachers and so on, started singing in the church. Yes. And they, they learned, I think, a lot of their vocal ranges by some of these people that sang in the choirs because there's really great mm. uh, choir singers out there. And while she was in the church and so on, she, she started learning piano as well. She taught herself piano by ear. No one taught her, which I have a lot of respect for as well. Mm. Her father and, and her parents started seeing that she has a lot of talent. Yeah. While that was happening, her father started managing her because mm. he saw that she has potential to actually do something with her vocals and mm. will maybe become a great singer um, if she has the, the right tools available. Mm. So, but yeah, she was young. I, I, I mean, that was from where she was five till she was about 12, 13 years old. She was already singing in the church. She mm. was part of music. Mm. Um, so from an early age, she really learned a lot of what it's all about and what mm. music's about. By, by 16, she actually had a crush on Sam Cooke, mm. who was already by then a really famous yeah. R&B singer. And he was also really a pop icon mm. in that time as far as i understand they actually were in a relationship as well and through that she she got some attention from record labels mm. and so on as well obviously her father also helped out with that and uh, because he was a famous preacher there was definitely people influential people that yes. came to his church and they obviously saw her singing and heard yes. her singing and so on in that year she also got the opportunity to travel with Martin Luther King, you know, and he was also doing preaching and speaking about injustice and yeah, yeah. all of these things that Martin yeah. Luther King stood for. I was, yeah. I was actually just about to ask, was this in the Martin Luther King, you know, era? Was it, mm. was it part of it? So it's cool that yeah, you... Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's uh, as you said now, it, it's actually, I didn't know she was this young when that happened. I thought she was a few years older already mm. when she started you know joined martin luther king and um it's it's crazy that she at such an early age that she was already surrounded by so many influential people yeah. and that she was part of such a big revolution sort of yeah so you just just off topic and off the topic of music but looking at the church back in the in those days it kind of emphasizes how important the church how important the role of the church was in those days, especially mm. with people like Martin Luther King, how surrounding yourself, even in that area of life, with the correct people to propel you forward. Would mm. you say that's also something, because of her being in a group of influential people, you know, played a part in her success? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think... Maybe she would have gotten noticed because of her singing, but no. probably a lot later. Like, yeah. And she would have gone through different channels. Maybe she had to maybe start it as a backing singer for mm. some other artist, stuff like that, where a lot, because I know 
uh, like Whitney Houston's mother was one of her backing singers. Yeah. And obviously that helped Whitney Houston when she was young to get into the scene as well. So definitely that's another example of being mm. surrounded by influential people mm. and people that can propel you. Yes. It will definitely help you. Wow. Because of all of that tension and so on that she got and people, the right people started hearing her sing. Mm. In the time while she was with Martin Luther King, she signed to Columbia Records. She released, released her first single, Today I Sing the Blues. Um, the song actually had some success. I think it, it, it hit the blues chart. So she, she already started with her first song. She actually yeah. got moderate success. Mm. and um, Made some waves. Yeah, made some waves, yeah. Mm. Without a word of warning The blues walked in this morning And circled around my lonely room I didn't know why I had that sad and lonely feeling Until my baby Call and said we're through ooh, ooh. Oh, Yesterday This time I sang a love song But today I'm singing the blues So one thing is for certain This woman's voice was absolutely incredible And uh, this song released in 1960 Yeah So she was 18 years old 18 years old, yeah She was born in 1942 That's just incredible 18 year old girl, really Not, not really a woman yet Singing, you know, with this strong, incredibly strong voice. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think of it like that. And, um, and I mean, after this, her vocal range just got better and better. Yeah. She wrote crazier. They wrote crazier songs for her where it could really emphasize her vocal range and her, her strong vocals. I think most people would have been happy to just have the voice she has yeah. as an 18-year-old. But exactly. it just got better. I'm blown away. Mm. Definitely one of the... And also, obviously, a very cool song as well. Yeah, very is. bluesy. It's very cool. It's actually... Because her other songs were a lot more soul. Yeah. Soul and R&B. This one yeah. is really a blues track. And, and it's it's really cool. Um, definitely yeah. up my wheelhouse. If I, I had to, if I had to make a decision between this song and some of her newer stuff, I'd actually prefer... If she stick to this mm, to the type blue of, style. yeah, the blues style, which is, I mean, this is beautiful. That song is incredibly beautiful. Yeah, but it's as, as we spoke about it when we did the decade episodes, um, the pop music. In this time, you know, blues music, it was still there, but it wasn't very popular. Yeah. So obviously she was, or her management and so on, wanted to yeah. push her into secular music. And yeah. she also decided, listen, that's where I'm going to have the most effect and so I'm going to try my hand on the secular music. And that's where the her crazy career actually started. Yeah, I think 
I think what was different back then from from now is now people can actually get paid for their passion. Mm -hmm. You know, people can actually do something that really excites them, that they really love, and they can build a brand around it. Whereas back then, you had to do, you know, what the people enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, you just didn't make it. It uh, doesn't matter how mm. good your voice was or mm. how talented you were on, a, on an mm. instrument. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah, and, and uh, actually on your point, by this time she was in her 20s. And after this single, Columbia Records didn't want to renew her contract. Mm. Or they said that she, she didn't generate enough yeah. for them to keep her on. Yeah. Atlantic Records offered her a deal and she took it. And they actually invested in her where Columbia Records was already by that by that time as we spoke in earlier episode, they were the label. Yes. So they had so many artists which they wrote music for yeah. that I, I think new, they, yeah, yeah. they didn't really spend too much time yeah. and attention on her. Yeah. And when she moved to Atlantic Records, that's where she, she yeah, where she got actually the exposure and mm. she got the songwriters to help her and assist her. And they actually gave her good songs mm. to work with. But that's also another, uh, the importance of actually uh, being able to see that talent and being willing to add value to that mm. person. You know, and because obviously... Atlantic Records putting in all that effort and, and value into Aretha mm. also propelled them forward. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Her albums that she released with Atlantic, I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You, mm. she released Lady Soul. Mm. Just those two albums probably rated as some of the best uh, soul albums, if not the best female soul albums that ever released. Yeah. And that was 1967 and 68. Mm. She, now she was about 20, what, 26 years old. So she was getting into her prime for, mm. as a singer and she's already made it. Yeah. She's already there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of artists would, you know, wait another 10 years mm. to have already been the top artist exactly. at the label. Yeah. It's crazy. The first album she released with Atlantic was I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You. Mm. And that was also the first single mm. that she released. It was a top 10 hit. Mm. So just just some perspective when you say a top 10 hit, Soul or... No, Billboard? no, that was on the Billboard's top nice. 10 hit, yeah. And, you know, from there on she released like hits and hits and hits. It yeah, was it was crazy. She really, really blew up and such great songs that came out. I mean, Respect was also on that album mm. in 1967. Uh, Do Right Woman, Do Right Man was yeah. also on that album. Uh, Dr. Feel Good, man, it was, that album was, Incredible. I think it's just yeah. also one of those albums that even if you're not a soul fan. huge music, yeah. a soul music fan, I, I don't think you will find anything wrong with that album. Yeah. It's it's just that good. And same with Lady Soul that came a year after that in mm. 1968. Most of her best and most famous songs came from those two albums. Yeah. I mean, she received two Grammy Awards for, for I Never Loved a Man The Way I Love You or actually for respect for the song on that yeah. album. I just quickly want to play parts of, of two of the tracks from I Never Loved a Man The Way I Love You and then we're going to chat a little bit about the Lady Soul album as well.
Yes, okay, that was I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You and Do Right Woman, Do Right Man. It came from the 1967 album I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You. And after after this album, she she released another the, another amazing album, Lady Soul. Uh, by this time, obviously, everybody knew her as the Queen of Soul. Mm. Um, so the title is actually quite legitimate. When I listen to this music, I imagine myself sitting in an old saloon or something mm. with a glass of whiskey, a massive Cuban cigar with a top hat yeah. and just chilling and you know kind of like those guys sitting in the corner just checking over the place yeah so that's the, the, that's how this music is making me feel i just want to like go and buy a cigar yeah definitely no it's it's really a, a nice atmosphere it's, yeah. it really creates a great atmosphere she sort of transports you to that time where she was singing that song and you feel like you're in that time as well exactly but i think we, and we spoke about this on many occasions in the past that good artists really made you feel the emotion mm. they really invited you into the mood of the song and this is what this music does for me definitely yeah there's a few really well-known tracks on this album including i feel like a natural woman uh which i usually don't do but she did the palm olive song yeah, the, it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it peaked at actually at number one mm. some of the songs some of the songs at number two so it really was a very very successful album for her. Oh, i just want to quickly play two snippets from the lady soul album as well where you could just hear sort of how she just continued to create great music and her voice just got better mm. and better. song was actually written by carol king also amazing singer songwriter she has also won a lot of grammys and really amazing song. it is it is 
She released so many great tracks. Um, other songs that you can go and listen to is Think from this album as well. I Say a Little Prayer, Ain't No Way. After this, she had a really famous live concert as well uh, at Fillmore West, which is rated as one of the best live shows as well. In 1972, she recorded the Amazing Grace album. Uh, and that became her highest selling album as well. With all of the hits on these albums, the Amazing Grace album became her highest selling album. And it's to this day the highest selling gospel album of sure. all time as well. So she sort of back went back to her gospel roots, roots yeah. and church roots, uh, which is quite cool. And that it became such a successful album is actually mm. also quite cool to me. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. After this, uh, she moved away from Atlantic Records. She went to Arista Records. She had a lot more successful years and successful albums. She has won 18 Grammy Awards. 18. 18 Grammy Awards. Yeah. And she's 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 18 Grammy Awards. And between 1968 and 1975, she won the best female R&B vocalist for eight years running. In, in a, a row. row. Which is actually also quite yeah. crazy. She was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. She was the first woman to receive that honor as well. The year I was born. Mm. Crazy, yeah? yeah? Yeah, as we said, she is, if not the best female vocalist of all time, definitely one of the top 10. Uh, and she passed away on 16 August 2018 at age 76. 76. Yeah. Sure. It's incredible. Yeah. We really feel that anybody that, that wants to go and enjoy some mm. great music, great soul music, and if you don't know soul music, this is the perfect place to go and yeah. and start with it start to to enjoy some different genres of music that you maybe not used mm. to and just enjoy her voice yeah i think i think obviously this woman had an incredible career an incredible life mm. uh, you know one of those people that you would have uh, liked to sit around a fire with yeah definitely know, man. hear some stories but uh yeah thanks yogi for all the 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 background and all the info and history and um, I I am not a big soul fan, but but like I said earlier, this really moves me. This this musically really moved me. The only songs that I know of Aretha are the ones that you would hear on the radio, mm. and obviously I would never go out of my mm. way to explore her music and history. Mm. So um, I really learned a lot, and I think I you know. Uh, turned me a little bit there. oh that's great no and and i'll i'll definitely want to do some more soul music mm. uh in later episodes in maybe in this year or so we'll we'll delve maybe a little bit into ray charles and yeah. and so on you know with who is also a very uh successful soul musician yeah, but there's there's so many uh, iconic musicians in the soul soul music industry okay guys so thank you very much for listening that this was our first tribute episode uh in music matters sa and we are actually discussing doing this once a month um with an influential and iconic artist who has passed away mm. and uh we'd really love to get some feedback from you guys or some suggestions for people that we might include in those episodes yes, yes that and, would be great yeah so um obviously there's a couple just off the bat uh, but uh, which we won't mention now because this episode was dedicated to aretha, aretha. 
But um, please, guys, uh, again, we just want to we just want to remind you to go and check out our Twitter, go and check out our Instagram, and go and check out our Facebook pages. And con- feel free uh, to contact us on any of those platforms. We do keep an eye on them, mm. and um, and and yeah, drop us some suggestions and drop us some some comments and and yeah, even if you feel that we can improve in some ways, please please do let us know. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, See you next time. Cheers.